way, it's time for us to move Gurkham from behind a computer and into our community. If we are serious about saving the next generation, I can't do it alone. And it, and it does not matter how bad I want to move this organization from behind a computer. Like I said many times before, without support from the black grassroots and the global black family, I am unable to do my job. I'm using this show to help get the ball rolling. Since our people don't want to read my story, the only thing I can do at, at this time is to focus on raising funds for our film project. The proceeds from the film will help put me in a better position financially so that I can hire qualified black middle class professionals, buy office equipment, and purchase property in Chicago and in Africa. Once we are, once we are established the Kyle Chicago, then we would in, invite black professionals from around the country to come to our multi-purpose facility in order to turn my ideas into actions. 30 years of rejection and being overlooked has not stopped me from trying my best to help my people that are trapped in American ghettos. We must reclaim our culture from hardened criminals who have self-hatred and hate black people with a passion. We must deal with this Willie Lynch mentality before it destroys all of us in America. The sooner I'm able to get this organization up and running in America, the sooner I can turn it over to qualified people and take my talents and skills to Africa. But before I cut and run, I need to make sure that I'm able to sustain myself in Africa. I don't want to come to Africa empty-handed. I want to be in a position where I can offer tangibles to my group members from my African group, Gurkai of Africa. This video podcast attempts to present critical thinking analysis and, it, and uses, uses a spiritual perspective of what's happening in black America throughout the diaspora for, from news, social issues, cultural issues, and political issues. The goal of the grassroots community activist movement is to provide solutions and strategies to solve black issues domestically and internationally. Our black media component helps stop the genocide in American ghettos slash the new black voices of media is an extension of GERCAM. In our, well, on our YouTube channel, we plan to, prov to provide travel, video podcasts, interviews, and guest contributors on the show. We're committed to reporting truthful and accurate news. We're dedicated to bringing stories that spark conversation and topics that are controversial. We believe our interviewing audience guides the direction of our platform. You are, you are, all are the reason why I'm doing this video podcast. I'm inspired to present relevant information that I think we can all learn from and be aware of the circumstances we face in America. Today's topic, white supremacy on trial. The, the Kyle 
Rittenhouse murder trial. The next topic, the Ahmad Arbery trial. Dangerous streets killing, getting killed in the hood. And the last topic is good intentions versus bad motives. The first topic, white supremacists on trial, the, the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. The Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old teenager, was accused of killing two people and shooting and shooting another during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year. The police shooting of Jacob Blake in in his back seven times sparked unrest, which include marches, property damage, arson, and clashes with police. The um, two protesters were fatally shot in a confrontation with Kyle Rittenhouse. Blake's name was invoked in the protests in other cities as part of the Black Lives Matter movement, which resurged in the wake of several high-profile killings by police officers, the murder of George Floyd and the murder of Breonna Taylor in 2020. After the shooting of Jacob, Jacob Blake, Kyle Rittenhouse said, he was in Kenosha to protect a car dealer dealership from being vandalized and to provide medical aid. It was mostly white people from a group called Antifa, a leftist group who were burning and looting businesses. Cal Rittenhouse was acting like a Dylan Roof running around with a semi-automatic loaded rifle. He ended up killing two Antifa members. This was a clear case of white-on-white crime. He was put on trial for murdering two people. The judge, Bruce Scoder, dismissed the unuseful possession charge and the curfew violation charge during the trial. An anonymous um, jury, an anonymous uh, jury found Rittenhouse not guilty for the remaining charges. The judge in the case was showing favoritism, and what this does is reinforce what we've been saying all along, that white supremacy is embedded in the laws and regulations of American society. It manifests in the criminal justice system, employment, housing, health care, education, and political representation. Cal Rittenhouse was not on trial, white supremacy was. When it's time to push punish white supremacy, all of a all of a sudden the financial elites cry foul. Mike Nightong tried to withhold DNA evidence, he was disbarred and sent to prison. When it comes to white supremacy, they get all kinds of protection such as the criminal justice system and the media. To all the clowns out there who says there's no systematic racism in America, the the Cal Rittenhouse case is a perfect example that it is. According to the Associated Press, the judge said, quote, prosecutors can't show Rittenhouse linked to um, Proud Boys, unquote. For more information, I provide 
my source on my Medium page under Show and Prove. Imagine a 17-year-old black teenager who had an illegal firearm, body armor, and driving across state lines who ended up killing two people and being connected to the Nation of Islam or a known game. Do you really think the judge would treat him the same way? Republicans across the country have raised $2 million for Kyle Rittenhouse's trial. You have a white supremacist who was involved with white supremacy ideology. He was meeting up with well-known far-right groups. The white supremacists know that the only thing standing in between them from harming black people are Negro sympathizers. Remember the film Mississippi Burning, the freedom riders who the white supremacist was targeting. The reason why white supremacists target Negro sympathizers is to send a message to white people for being off code. The murder of Trayvon Martin crystallized this systematic racism was on the rise because of the growth of black the black media. A nationwide discussion began happening because our survival was at stake. Kyle Rittenhouse was not supposed to have a firearm in the first place because he was underage. He admitted admitted in court that he gave money to an older person who bought the firearm for, for him. This is known as a straw man sale, which is supposed to be illegal and a violation under the law. What does the George Zinnemann and the, Mc, the McMichaels have in common? American society has deputized white males, given them um, exert a false sense of authority over black people. George Zinnemann was told by the 911 dispatcher not to pursue Trayvon Martin. He did anyway and ended up killing him in cold blood. The McMichaels had no legal standing to make a citizen arrest because he was not committing a crime. The second topic, the, the Ahmaud Arbery trial. Ahmaud Arbery was a 25-year-old black man who was killed February 23, 2020, while jogging through a white neighborhood in Georgia. Um, Ahmaud had been pursued by three white residents, Travis McMichael and his father, Gregory McMichael, who who was armed while driving a pickup truck. William Bryant followed Arbery in a second vehicle. As Arbery ran to the left in front of the pickup truck, he was confronted and shot by Travis McMichael as they engaged each other. The district attorney office advised them to make no arrests. The prosecutor was biased towards Gregory McMichael because he was a former police officer at in that county. Later they indicated her they indicted her because she mishandled the case and showed favoritism towards Gregory McMichael and his son Travis McMichael, who killed Ahmad Arbery.
Gregory McMichael and his son, Travis McMichael, along with William Bryant, did not face any charges in February 2020 incident until a video surfaced two and a half months later. The defense thought this was a trial from the 1950s where you could kill a black person without proof and that would be the end of it. Just like in the case of Emma Till. These are the realities that black people face in America. A copy of the video of the shooting went to a local radio station, WGIG, who posted it to their um, website on May 5th. The video went viral. Within hours, District Attorney Tom Durden said a grand jury would decide whether charges would be brought and accept, accepted an offer from Governor Brian Kemp to have the Georgia Bureau of Investigation um, to take over the case. Um, they arrested the McMichaels on May 7th and Brian on May 21st, charging them with felony and murder and other crimes. On June 4th, additional evidence was present, was presented by the prosecutor to support the murder charges, including a statement to the GBI by Brian, William Bryant that Travis McMichael said F the um, N-word as Arbery lie dying. A grand jury um, subsequently indicted each of the three men on charges of malicious murder, felony murder, four counts, aggravated assaults, two counts, false imprisonment, and criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. In April 2021, all three men were indicted on federal charges of one account each for interfering with rights, a hate crime, and one count each of attempting kidnapping while the McMichaels were also charged with separate counts of using firearms during a crime of violence. The fact that the McMichaels were not arrested until 74 days after the killing after the video went viral, sparked debate on racial profiling in the United States. Numerous religious leaders, politicians, athletes, and other celebrities condemned the incident. The district attorney's office were nationally criticized for their handling of the case and the delayed arrests. Georgia Attorney General Christopher M. Carr formally requests an intervention of the federal rule of investigation in the case on May 10th, which was granted the following day. The following day. Video shows Arbery jogging down the middle of, the, of a two-lane road toward a pickup, tr pickup truck stopped in the road. 
Gregory McMichael is in the bed of the truck while his son, Travis McMichael, is standing near the, the driver's side, side door with a shotgun. Arbery approaches and a physical confrontation occurs between him and Travis McMichael. Three shots goes off as the two men struggle, which is seen in and out of the frame. After the third shot, blood appears on Arbery's shirt, t-shirt before he stumbles and falls into the road. The men said they were conducting a citizen's arrest of Arbery. Georgia with withhold its citizens arrest overhauls its citizens arrest the jury is made up of one black man and one white man and the rest are elderly white women in their 60s from that community the defense is trying to reinforce racial stereo stereotypical fears the third topic dangerous streets getting killed in the hood in every inner city in America, black families are hostage because urban terrorists have access to military weapons, which makes local residents afraid to walk down the streets. If you own a home in the inner cities, your property value will go down because local res residents refuse to form a neighborhood patrol, which forfeit their right to survive. Ask me how I know because um, it was the same way I when I used to live in the hood. Cal Rittenhouse saw property being destroyed in the white neighborhood on television. He decided to drive there to pro to protect it. In contrast, black black people in Minneapolis let the black community burn. Why? Because black people don't understand how to beat the financial elites at their own game. As I mentioned in my revised book, Hurricane, Cat Hurricane Katrina proved to black America how unprepared our people are to natural disasters. When we look at all of these rappers getting killed, we have nothing to say about it. We don't really want to fight against the cr criminal element in the low-income black community. Doing the right thing is very unpopular. I have been trying to start my Christian business for 30 years now, trying to help black families living in the inner city of Chicago, but I lack support for my cause. This is why I'm doing this show, to broadcast my vision beyond black America in order to reach the black masses and get the support I need from the global black family in Africa, Canada, the Caribbeans, Brazil, Europe, and also right here in the United States. Rakam is trying to form a legitimate African coalition with, um, will connect um, Africa with the diaspora at the grassroots level. We're gonna build this platform in hopes to gather, gathering 5 million active members worldwide. We plan on launching our on website and social network in the near future. I refuse to be ignored. This is why I'm I am taking my story 
to the big screen so that the whole world would know our story. Because it's not just my story. If you're a member of Grakim, this is your story too. There is too much death and destruction in black America. These record companies control what type of music is being played on the radio station. They, they pay these rappers millions of dollars because they need the black community to remain in chaos. The financial elites are targeting our youth through lyrics that are promoting toxic, dangerous, and stupidity. We have evil music polluting our children's way of thinking. We have rappers telling young black teenagers to be criminal-minded and kill others for respect. I've seen on stars how they are promoting the Power Trilogy and the Black Mafia family. All this negative, all this negativity, while they're trying to tell young, while we're trying to tell young black youth to do the right thing. On this video podcast, we're trying to build something constructive for young black people that can be passed down to the next generation. Either you believe in this liberation or you want to remain part of the problem. The main problem is black people don't want to take responsibility nor want to build anything constructive in the, in the in America. Rakai of Chicago aims to create and produce our own record company, marketing company, and distribution centers. I encourage everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social groups to please exchange emails with me so that um, we can stay uh, connected because we don't know when they will pull the plug on YouTube or on Facebook. Rapper Young Young Dolph was shot and killed in Memphis. Young Dolph um, whose real name is Adolph Robert Thornton Jr. was killed inside Mika's homemade butter cookie stores. Some urban terrorists ran up on him and killed him in cold blood. One of my brothers was also killed in Memphis. I mentioned that in my revised book. From what I understand, young young Dolph had a beef with Yo Gotti and Black Youngster. He was rising up in the music industry. The 36-year-old rapper is survived by two children. He was nearly killed in 2017 shooting. Young Dolph was a native of Chicago who grew up in Memphis. He released his album King of Memphis in 2016 and he also also known for Rich Slave which dropped in 2020 and rose to number 5 on the Billboard 200 chart. The shooting is another example of the senseless gun violence we are experiencing local, locally and nationwide. Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland tweeted, Young Dolph's death, quote, serves as, a, as another reminder of the pain that violent crime brings with it, unquote. Here, here's the thing. We're in the 
middle of a race war. We've got to watch out for these urban terrorists, especially when we're trying to clean up our community. Young Dolph got killed in his own city, just like Nipsey Hussle. We got to watch out when we're trying to come up in the in the world. We have to be aware of urban terrorists, shady white business people, and paid informants working to undermine your organization. Let's not get let's not forget about how the Black Panther Party was infiltrated through COINTELPRO, which is counterintelligence program. It was a series of covert and illegal conduct by the Federal Rule of Investigation, which is the FBI aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting, and disrupting black political organizations. What our youth, what our young people need to know is how to alleviate the beast before it gets out of hand. It's always the lowest person in a group who is trying to make a name for him himself for street credibility. Here's another element to this, and that is these hip-hop blogs and radio shows. They also need to take responsibility for instigating these beefs in order to gain um, ratings People like Vlad and Academic, uh, just to name a few. Just before our brother got killed, Soldier Boy was on the Breakfast Club talking bad about Young Dolph. On his, on this show, we promote constructive projects that someone is doing in the in their community. We give unknown artists an opportunity to reach our listeners when we're when they drop a new hit. We promote authors and black businesses. We're not going to allow urban terrorists to hijack our culture and our community. We will take the lead to create a universal code for our people starting in Chicago once we get this organization up and running. That's all I'm trying to do. And before I couldn't run to Africa. The fourth topic, good intentions versus bad motives. We just have to accept the fact that many black people are unsavable. We are only responsible for our members. It boils down to someone who has good intentions for black people and those who are determined to destroy black people. Antonio Moore, co-founder of ADOS, American Descendants of Slavery, is fake. He told his followers to vote Democrat um, down ballot. He owes black people a public apology for misleading them during the 2020 elections. I reached out to him after he formed ADOS because I mentioned the same thing about wealth inequality in my revised book. And at the time, I was hoping that we could work together to help our people. He he was like so many other black leaders. He had a self-ego issue, so I left him alone. After he misled black people and Biden won the election, now he is focusing on doing movie reviews to get black people from talking about reparations. His track record tells you all that you need to know. Um, You can look at my track record. Again, um, I've been on Facebook for 17 years. Uh, 
this is my third Facebook page because hackers are forever bugging, you know. And uh, so I had to start all over. So, um, you know, my message uh, is consistent. I don't change. I mean, you know, I, I don't have no support here in my city. But it is what it is because it doesn't matter what inner city that you go to, it's going to be the same problems. So since I'm already here in Chicago, and since I do have love for the city and for my people that's trapped in, inner, in, in the inner cities, I'm going to do my best to get this organization popping here first. However, um, if we're unable to, once we get this organization up and running, if we're unable to get at least half of the people in the uh, black community to uh, work with us, um, you know, because we're there to serve them, not trying to hide behind no computer. We're, we're bringing this stuff to um, the devil's strongholds, those um, high crime, drug, and gang-infested communities. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm doing this not um, out of my own strength. I'm doing this from um, Jesus slash Yahshua. And so we're going to prove that God does exist through this organization. And that's how come, you know, I'm calling upon Christians, you know, especially that's on my friends list, black Christians, as well as um, white Christians and Christians just, you know, around the world that's, you know, it's real, real and authentic. Invest into this film project. So that way we can prove to the world that, you know, God is real and everything, but also just to be able to um, 